25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the map. Touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks and The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Here we go. It's Thursday. Feels like the end of the week, though, right? Because tomorrow is Good Friday. Most most everybody getting off of work. You will not work on Good Friday for good reason, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, today kind of feels like the end of the week. Uh, it pretty much is the so end of the week. We record tomorrow's show. Say again, Roger. So we're going to pre-record tomorrow? No. I have not pre-recorded anything for tomorrow. We might have to replay. Okay. We're having one of these like live over-the-air production meetings again, aren't we? Yeah, welcome to the family. That's what we do here. (laughs) That's the only time we can catch people all in one place. So... Yeah, since tomorrow is going to be a replay, let me just go ahead and say um, Happy Good Friday, everybody. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that supposed to be on the down low? <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. Honestly, no, Roger, it wasn't at all on the down low. Yeah. The truth is, I hadn't thought about it a whole lot. <laughs> but I know Matt, being the devout man that he is, I, I just knew that there was going to probably be a change. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a change. But I will be with you in your uh, Jackson studio on Monday. Like that song. Face here we are face to face a couple of silver spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in the show live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. See if you listen to this show you uh you hear at the top of the hour the intro that's got Jack Crystal's voice about to retire at uh, for the off for baseball season, and we'll bring it back for football season. I'm almost finished making the new baseball season intro to the show. This sounds like a rerun. It sort of does. Did you say this two months? I ago? said it two months ago. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's true, Roger. I, it's a priority. It's just not top priority, or hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't been. But uh, full by disclosure. Omaha, we will have the baseball intro. <laughs> Hey, but I'm a Braves fan too, see, so I can justify it all the way up into uh, August, sure. September, because I have no idea if they're going to play in October this year or not. They did last year, but not. But I don't know about this year. Uh, anyway, um, so you hear that, you hear Jack Crystal and uh, Jerry Clower and everything in the open. You have no idea that for a good, let's see, exact, I can tell you exactly, it was 25 seconds. While the Open was playing, Roger, my connection to you completely dropped out. Like, I heard the first five words, and then boom, nothing. (laughs) And and within 25 seconds, I reached over, reconnected to you, and now we start the show on time. That's what happens behind the scenes. I thought I'd let everybody behind the scenes a little further since we, every now and then, Roger and I like to have a production meeting on the air. Well, well, Robert, you know know why you were able to reconnect to us so quickly? Why is that? Because we have C Spire data. Because of C Spire. You know, and that's one thing that... Um, you don't. Not on your computer. You got it on your phone, right? Yeah, I have it on my phone, which, yeah. um, 
You know, the thing that's the great thing about it, like tomorrow, for instance, uh, my family and I will be traveling from our home to much farther south and east of here, I'm sorry, west, to Vicksburg to visit family. That's what we'll be doing. And the whole trip, well, not the whole trip, but a good portion of the trip will be on the Natchez Trace. And there are other people who don't have ceasefire who have fits with um, that. You know, other other keeping people. Their, yeah, other people. Have fits with keeping their signal as they travel on the trace and other places, but I never have an issue. Thank goodness. Never have an issue. Now seems like a good time for me to tell you that if, if you need one company for all of your technology challenges, you need to know about the new C Spire business, the industry's first full-stack managed solutions provider. And you can learn more at cspire.com slash business. Attaboy, Roger. Um... Other connections, I can see the call screen. I can't type anything in there, Roger. I can see it, though, and I can see the text line. I just can't operate it, so we'll be good. We're going to be good today. And so let me tell you, if you're tuned in, I know you heard Brett Hudson recently. We talked football, but he's going to jump back on here in a minute, and we're going to talk baseball because uh, he wrote a piece. I'm not going to give away all the details. I want you to go read it. But he wrote a piece about the journey from last year to this year for Jared Liebelt. He's kind of the number one reliever coming out of the bullpen for Mississippi State baseball. He's really been depended on. And it's such a turnaround and a difference from his role and his production last year. Last year it couldn't have been worse. This year it really couldn't be better. And Brett kind of dove in there and figured out by talking to him and the coaches and everybody else what it was that led to that turnaround. And you can read it for yourself. If you're a baseball fan, particularly a Mississippi State baseball fan, I encourage you Go to mattwyattmedia.com, mattwyattmedia.com, and go to the Hudson Report on the blog page. You'll see it right there where he's kind of gone long form here and dove into what happened, why the turnaround. But I want you to read it, but we're going to give you a sneak peek on it right now, just a little bit anyway, with the guy who wrote the piece, Brett Hudson, on your radio right now. Brett, welcome back to the show. Long time no talk. I'm sarcastically. Uh, this time baseball, though. What At what point of the season, this year in 2019, did you realize that, hey, I'm covering this team, and now we have to write about Jared Liebelt? At what point was it obvious that it wasn't just a fluke and he really was the number one guy out of the bullpen? Brett, you there? It's like I hear Brett, but he can't hear me for some reason, Roger. Not really sure what that's all about. We might have to try it again. Let me tell you, in the meantime, Brett is on Twitter, Brett underscore Hudson. I'll plug it for you one more time. Also, I posted it to Twitter. I am Radio Wyatt on Twitter. And it's also on the Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. And you can check it out that way. It's all posted right there if you want to kind of find a a, a link on one of your social pages. Follow those if you don't already. Oh, look at this. What a what a day. What a day this is. <laughs> Off to a great start. My phone's ringing. I think we got Brett now. Divinity Equipment phone line. Let's try it. 
Strike one, let's take a swing at it. Hack number two. Brett, are you there? This one went out of the park. This one went out of the park. Okay, what I was saying is um, you've written this piece kind of diving into the story of Jared Liebelt. Last year to this, last year production really couldn't be worse. This year it can't be better. So something happened. You dove in to figure it out. But first, at what point in the year did it hit you? Okay, look, I'm covering the team. We got to write about this guy because it's not just a fluke. Well, I think the first time I noticed him being used differently was against Southern Miss. Uh, that second weekend of the year, he was one of the first guys out of the bullpen. I was like, whoa. What is going on here? Because yeah. the last memory I have of Jared Liebel is the guy who couldn't get out in the midweek game. I mean, that's who Jared Liebel was mm-hmm. last year. I, I think I mentioned in the story he pitched once April after April 18th. I think like he was his performance just took him completely out of out of usage. So when when he comes into game that early high high risk situation, I'm like, whoa, something. Something's off here. And then he performs. Mm-hmm. And then he does it again and again and again. And what really stuck out to me was that Florida series. That was that was probably the moment for me where he's the first guy out of the bullpen on Friday. He comes in. He pitches an inning. State wins that game. Then he comes out on Saturday, the ensuing day, and puts up a two and two-thirds inning save. I was like, man, this is this is a drastically different Jared Liebelt. So I kind of took a couple of weeks to just really watch him closely and try to figure out if he had changed something and it didn't look like it. So eventually it came to where my only way of finding out was asking him. And, and the story I got out of that uh, was, was a lot of fun to tell. The details are in that story. If you're listening, I, I just encourage you to go read it there. It's mattwyattmedia.com. There's a link right there on Brett's Twitter feed. Just go to uh, Brett underscore Hudson on Twitter, and uh, you'll see. And in and the way you teased it, Brett, was interesting on the surface. And again, I'm not asking you to give away all the details, but it he had that 13.10 ERA last year. And the guts of the story are that he had to kind of hit the reset button in his head in the offseason, which included just stepping away from baseball, just kind of like he didn't play summer ball at all? No, he had an opportunity to play summer ball and, and didn't, um, partially because of a minor knee thing he was dealing with. But also, he was just so in his head about baseball to the point that he couldn't just do the act of throwing a baseball without overthinking it. And this is something that, that didn't make the story, but he told me, even just like playing catch with his catch partner last year, Cole Gordon, like there there were times where it, he, he kind of equated to the yips, where mm-hmm. he just like he just could not go through the act of throwing a baseball normally. And he said even today that still kind of comes up on him sometimes when he's playing catch, like when they're at a, a forty foot distance or so where you don't wanna take his arm off with a rocket, but you also don't wanna just lob something in there every now and then he'll just spike one randomly from from 40 feet but it, it was just kind of that that mental hurdle he had to block where he was so in his head that he couldn't just let the repetition let the muscle memory take over and, and fire baseballs into the strike zone he was overthinking everything paralysis by analysis was the 
the phrase I used early in the in the story, and I think that that best fits that he just couldn't. He just could not let his body do what he trained it to do mentally, and and he needed some some time away from from baseball to kind of get that mental reset, or at least that's what works for him. Yeah, Brett Hudson on your radio right now. Follow him on Twitter, Brett underscore Hudson. We're talking about the piece about Jared Liebelt. It really is an interesting story. It's not just somebody who improved from last year to this. I mean, this is complete turnaround stuff from. A guy who had a 13-something ERA, who couldn't strike out anybody, hit a bunch of batters, and by the end of last year was in a uniform, and that's it. I mean, was and in no way in clutch games last year was he going to see the field, see the mound, and this year, as soon as they can get to him out of the pen, he's the first one out. It, it really is an unbelievable turnaround. I'm, I encourage you to go read that. And, again, find it on Brett's Twitter feed, Brett underscore Hudson, and on the website, mattwyattmedia.com. So, Liebelt and teammates going to square off with Arkansas, and it starts tonight in Fayetteville. What do you make of the matchup when you glance at it, Brett? Uh, I think State has to find opportunities to score runs on on Arkansas when their pitching is, is weaker. Because they they've got some good pitching, and you'll you'll see a good one in, in their Friday night starter Isaiah Campbell, uh, and they've got a couple of strong bullpen pieces. But starting pitching Saturday and Sunday, or in this case Friday Saturday, has been a serious issue for Arkansas, and their bullpen certainly isn't as deep as Mississippi State. Now most teams don't have a bullpen as, as deep as Mississippi State, but Arkansas is uh, a couple of rungs below that. So if if State can take advantage of, of when Arkansas does eventually have to throw their their weaker pitchers. I think that would bode well for for the Bulldogs. Now Arkansas does have a pretty good lineup. Um, we, we mentioned it on the on the podcast. They've got a, a D eight hitting four eighty against SDC team mm. right now, slugging like seven hundred. Um, so he's that's Matt Goodhart, by the way. He's he's someone to to watch out for. So if if Mississippi State can take advantage of those weaker pitchers on on the Arkansas staff, they should have a have a pretty good chance. But they also need to because this is a a strong Arkansas lineup, a, a good bit of it back from from that team that probably should have won the national championship last year, and, and they have the opportunity to to put some runs up on what's been a really really good Mississippi State pitching staff this year. You got to make sure this lineup doesn't flinch when their opportunity comes. Brett mentioned uh, podcast. He's talking about dog pile. So wherever you get podcasts, everywhere you can get a podcast. Uh, it, yes, on your iPhone and the iTunes or you know the Apple Podcast app. It's any of those, type in dog pile. It's a Mississippi State baseball podcast that we do. So it's uh, pretty in depth. Brett, I went back. I, I had forgotten what happened in the state and Arkansas series last year. I remember the trip to Fayetteville two years ago because I remember, I think it was Mangum. Yeah, we're all together back uh, back online. Yeah, back online. <laughs> no, living the dream. Yeah, living the dream. I appreciate y'all hanging in we'll there. We'll have to talk about your provider on air sometime. <laughs> uh, we may have jinxed it. No, Brett, let me get back to where I was. I um, I'd forgotten what happened. I could remember the series a couple of years ago uh, in Fayetteville. That was a tough one in year one for Canizero as the head coach. And then I'd forgotten about last year. 
State swept Arkansas last year for Super Bulldog weekend. I'm not sure how I could forget that, but I'd forgotten it. In three relatively tight, low-scoring games, um, there's got to be some remembrance of that from some of those people, including Dave Van Horn coaching Arkansas. Yeah, that was that was one of those moments last year. They they had a couple of those uh, with the Ole Miss series at home, and then that Florida series at the end last year, where they just but because of everything they had done before, then they just had to rack up uh, some quality wins, and, and they did it in that that Arkansas series. That that Arkansas series was kind of a turning point for me. I was like, oh, this uh, this squad might actually make the NCAA tournament, which is kind of funny to remember that. Uh, a team that eventually made it to Omaha with three wins away from the national championship. It's kind of funny to remember that at one point they were on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament, but that was the case in this Arkansas series was very much a turning point in that regard. Yeah, I'm sure Razorbacks remember that well, and the and the recent history between these two teams has been pretty wild. Uh, and it's been a turning point for Mississippi State in each of the last two years, because I mentioned uh, last year's series, how State just had to have those wins get into the NCAA tournament. But that 2017 team, when they got swept by Arkansas up there in, in Fayetteville, that's, that was a moment where guys like Brent Rooker and Josh Lovelady and Cody Brown, they took over that team. I, I think there was a players-only meeting hmm. somewhere in that in that timeline to the point that they had gotten it turned around. And then when they went to Ole Miss and swept that series in, in Oxford, they were – they were talking about it after the fact how they kind of got the team together after after that Arkansas series and, and let them know what is acceptable and what is not when when you're a member of the Mississippi State baseball team. So this this series has had a habit of being a, a turning point for for this team in, in each of the last two seasons. And, and frankly, this team doesn't really need a turning point right now. Everything's going pretty good. So you can you can hope that that's not the case this year for for the Bulldogs. They can just take care of business and come back home for, for a big series against Georgia. I'm sure that's what the, the Bulldogs fans are hoping right now, but it's, that's been the recent history for sure. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, Brett, appreciate you, and great job on the piece that you wrote about Lee Belt. Going to continue to tell folks to head on over there. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and I also appreciate Brett just kind of hanging on the line while my connection dropped out here today remotely. Roger, um, when that happened, when it's just – like no warning, just dead, just gone. We had warning. What did it sound like? You it, it started breaking up. You, you started satellite. Do you remember Battlestar Galactica? Yes. You sounded like a Cylon every once in a while. <laughs> did I? I well, can't even. I won't even attempt to replicate it. <laughs> well, Fluffy Bottoms texted the show at that point, and it just said uh, he texted and said, "Uh oh, Matt's gone." <laughs> and I wondered, okay, is that his words or was he listening? And you said, "Uh oh." Matt's gone. <laughs> no, I, we weren't on the air. I, I was yeah. talking to uh, to your guest there. Yeah, Brad okay. off, off the line saying, hey, hold on. He'll uh, be back. Yeah. Well. Like a bad penny. Yeah, it just turns up every now and then, right? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but now it's done it twice in 30 minutes, so I'm, I got a feeling it's going to happen again. <laughs> hey, look out there and see if that guy's back down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he may be. I'll check it out and see. Anyway, appreciate Brett. Yeah, listen, if you're a baseball fan, it, you know you don't have to be just a state fan to appreciate the story of Jared Liebelt from last year to this. Last year was really rough 
you know, every outing for him, he's getting hit and it started getting his head. They wrote about that. And I can really understand where he's coming from on that. This deal where you're kind of a perfectionist. I got my hand up right there. You're a practice nut. You're a routine nut. And everything you do, you're working those drills to kind of get your body to do those things. But then it becomes paralysis by analysis. And it can really cause some problems. I went through that in my football career. For Jared Lebelt, hats off for figuring it out in one offseason and just freeing up a little bit and coming back this year and being really good. Y'all go read that. It's at mattwyattmedia.com. Rolling along on a Thursday, sort of. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Well, it's like that sometimes. Welcome back into the show. Y'all hang in there with me today. I'll hang in there with you best we can. Get through it. For most everybody, one final work day of the week. Tomorrow's Good Friday. Easter weekend. Which means all the college baseball series. I don't know about all, but most. I know the SEC series are all beginning tonight. So everything's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, yeah, primary reason is to get everybody home and uh, nobody playing baseball on Easter Sunday, which will be this Sunday. Welcome in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast and friendly service. That's Farm Bureau. Look them up online at favrates.com. Tell you more about Farm Bureau coming up. You can be a part of the show. Several different ways to do that. Now, um, one of them is to tweet me. Tweetly diddly deet. Yeah, just tweet me. I'm Radio Wyatt. Um, I check it periodically throughout the show. It's not like I constantly have my eyes glued to Twitter. Um, the entire time. But if you tweet me uh, periodically, I'm going to flip over there and kind of take a peek and see what's going on on the Twitter feed. And you can text the show. That's another way. You may text the show. Feel free to do that. We're getting the call screen kind of worked on and the text line worked on and pulled up and stuff. And so in just a bit, I'll be able to check those for you. You want to text the show, you can. 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN or 885 885- Three seven seven six. We'll get all that stuff figured out as well. Coming up later, if everything goes according to plan, coming up in just a bit, we'll talk with Chase Parham, who covers Ole Miss baseball. Ole Miss has Auburn this weekend. They're on the road at Auburn. Auburn's a pretty good baseball team. At least I think so. The pollsters think they are pretty good, but not great. Because they've dropped them out. <laughs> and uh, so that's where Ole Miss is. Uh, Ole Miss ranked 15th in the D1 poll. Auburn unranked. But that's what you have going on 
starting tonight. So we'll, we'll talk a little SEC baseball with him. And the other thing is, too, for state fans, when Chase is on, he has seen Arkansas. You know, Ole Miss played Arkansas, took two out of three at Fayetteville. He may be able to give us a little insight on Arkansas baseball. So that's coming up. And one last tease for you here, uh, just a reminder, Joe Moorhead. Joe Moorhead, head football coach, Mississippi State, scheduled to be on the show a little later. And recap spring practice, which just finished up. You know, they had the spring game for Super Bulldog weekend on last Saturday, a scrimmage in the stadium. But then they had one more practice. So they had the spring game, the maroon and white game last Saturday, but then they practiced again, I think, on Tuesday. And then they were able to you know, officially wrap it up. And now it's into off-season stuff. I think coaches maybe take a little time off, spend time with family. And I'm sure there is recruiting going on this time of year. But anyway, we'll get a chance to catch up with Coach Moorhead. Knock on wood, the connection will hang in there while he's on the phone. <laughs> Otherwise... Roger will interview Coach Moorhead, and that might be more interesting anyway than me. I'll just admit it. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. Yeah, I got the text line up. Now you can text away, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Yeah, I might ask different questions than you asked. That's why I'm saying it might be more interesting that way. I don't know about that. (laughs) Might be. You never know. So, uh, looky here. Let's see here. Looky here. All right, yeah, baseball tonight around the SEC. Looks like you have six series that are going on. Is there another that will get started tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, so Florida and LSU will not be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Apparently, according to the schedule, That's the only one. Florida visiting LSU will start tomorrow. The rest of them around the league will begin tonight, and that is 25th-ranked Tennessee at Kentucky. Tennessee got themselves back in a couple of the top 25 polls after they took two out of three from Georgia, who was previously ranked number two. So Tennessee into the top 25. They're going to go to Kentucky. Kentucky is coming off that series upset taking two out of three at Ole Miss and Oxford last weekend, which was just the whole thing was weird. Number one, nobody would predict that Kentucky could beat Ole Miss. But number two, you certainly you know, wouldn't have preferred, if you were Ole Miss, to have to play two seven-inning games and a doubleheader, which that was the two games they lost with two seven-inning games. Didn't get full nine innings. And so Kentucky gets credit for a series win in Oxford last week. Those two, Tennessee at Kentucky. You have, as I said, 15th-ranked Ole Miss at Auburn starting tonight. Missouri is at Georgia. Missouri is now ranked in the D1 poll. They're ranked 21, number 21. Missouri has home series wins over Ole Miss and LSU now. So Missouri is in the top 25 in baseball. How about that? It's been a while. It doesn't matter, though. They can't play in the postseason because of the academic sanctions from the NCAA that came down a few months ago, regardless of they are ranked. So 21st-ranked Missouri is at 5th-ranked Georgia in Athens. And state fans will be keeping an eye on that because Georgia comes to Starkville next weekend for a huge series, potentially. 
Tonight at 6 p.m. Central, 7th-ranked Texas A&M is at South Carolina. South Carolina pretty bad this year, unranked. Texas A&M pretty doggone good. They're in the top 10. Vanderbilt, we know they're good. Formerly the number one team in the country. They're ranked sixth right now in the D1 poll. Vandy visits Alabama in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Alabama coming off being swept in Starkville last week. And then what is really the biggest series in the conference is Mississippi State at Arkansas. Third-ranked state, according to D1 Baseball. Twelfth-ranked Arkansas. And game one of that one tonight. As I mentioned, starting on Friday, you have Florida, who, for the first time in a long time, Florida baseball is unranked. They're struggling this year. Florida at LSU. LSU ranked 14th uh, in the country. I may have actually messed up on one of the game times. Well, and, and I've totally screwed this entire thing up. Florida and LSU do start. They're not the one. They're not the one that starts tomorrow. The one that starts tomorrow is, is that Vandy in Alabama? Did they move that because of weather? I bet they did. I bet that's what it is because you've got all these storms coming through tonight. Going to have bad weather tonight. Yep, that's what it is. Vandy at Alabama was supposed to start tonight, but they they moved it to Friday because of all this weather that's moving in. The, the game time tonight, you got to stay up late if you want to watch uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas. It's on ESPNU, and it is an 8 p.m. first pitch, scheduled for 8 p.m. first pitch. And the thing about that is it's scheduled to start it's scheduled to start three hours after Missouri at Georgia. So, and it's because it's on ESPNU also. You've got a doubleheader on ESPNU. Missouri at Georgia starting at five, and then Mississippi State, Arkansas starting three hours after that, if it can start three hours after that. So, just a heads up if not, if Georgia, Missouri is not over, you're going to need to watch it on your phone or just tune in on your local radio affiliate. I'm Matt Wyatt in the Farm Bureau studio. We'll be right back. Stick around. One of those days, man. That's what it is. One of those days. Sometimes... You know, it, it. I have a tendency a lot of times, too, to get frustrated when little things foul up because and look at it the wrong way. Like my perspective in my head is it's such a small you know, thing. It should this should never tear up. This is a major problem because it shouldn't. <laughs> so when your connection goes out, that stuff happens, man. You know, it could be a lot worse. I got a neighbor about. Uh, oh, three, four blocks down from my house where I live, and they had a big, humongous tree in their yard last week when those storms came through, fall right into their house, just right into it. And uh, half their house is mangled, and they got plastic over it, and now it's going to rain on them again today. And You know, people like that have something to complain about. 
I don't have anything to complain about simply because a little old internet connection every now and then gets gets squirrely on a particular day. So I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to be happy for the time I do get to have on the air with you, Roger. <laughs> and then we won't have this issue at all next week. Uh, well, at least on Monday, because I'll be in there with you. That'll be fun. And uh, Tuesday, I'm not sure about location for the radio show yet on Tuesday of next week, but I do know that I intend, and unless something pops up, I'll be at the Governor's Cup baseball game next Tuesday night, Trustmark Park in Pearl. Nice. State versus Ole Miss. Yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. Be on the broadcast it. team, or are you just going to be there? No, I won't be broadcasting, but I'll be there. Yeah, I, what I want to do is, you know, a lot of times I, I mix one type of work with another type of work. Like... What I mean by that is I'll go and I'll be on the broadcast, say, on the SEC Network Plus on the Mississippi State baseball game with Bart Gregory. But I'll get there early enough that I can ease around through the crowd in the stadium and I'll take my cameras and do a little, you know, a little video. POV video? Yeah, do some video and, you know, kind of working on those skills and staying in practice too because – and then looking for opportunity to just get some stuff you haven't gotten. And I post those things on Facebook and YouTube, and they get a pretty good response. And I think I'm going to do the same thing for the Governor's Cup because you're going to have two fan bases there as opposed to just one. And there'll be a big crowd and a neat venue. And may talk to the local airport about, you know, communicate with them and see if I can get some clearance to maybe get a drone shot or two of the full stadium long as you stay under a certain altitude and away from the crowd, might be able to pull that off too. Just have to get clearance from the airport. But it probably doesn't help that they're on the flight path. I mean, they're right there. That's the thing. <laughs> and I think so Jackson International, I believe, is well, I'm certain it's class C airspace. Which means you can't you can't do anything in any airspace around there without the airport's approval ahead of time. And you know, being licensed myself, I can probably get that approval, but I got to communicate with them. And you can't just count on it either. It could get you in big trouble if you just count on it. You got to talk to them first. And usually pretty good about it. That's right. Right over that stadium, one after the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking off and landing. They don't have to hire those flyovers. They got them for free. <laughs> that's true. I hadn't thought about that. And that's true. They really do. Um, if you're just tuning in, a few technical issues earlier. It's all on my end. Works out that way sometimes in Tupelo. That's where I am. But uh, if everything holds in there, Chase Parham. See, I told you. What did I tell you, Roger? I mean, I had no sooner. I had no sooner said having technical issues, oh, and and uh-oh, then here we go again. I think they're listening to Matt. They just strangled him again. Stand by. We're going to get him back here. There you are. There you are. All right. Hey, (laughs) hey, I'm here. What a joke. Yeah. If we could keep you for more than three seconds, it'd be great. Pull Pull the string tighter. What a joke this is. We're going to have to make a, we're going to have to make an executive decision. If we if we partner on the decision, are you at downtown or are you at home? Um, I'm in the alternate studio today. 
Um, what I was going to say, Roger, is um, if we make a, a a dual decision and collaborate on it, can it technically be an executive decision, or does it have to, does it have to be one like the boss for it to technically be an executive decision? No, we can make those. Okay. Don't take any long pauses. You scare me on that. Well, oh, sorry about that. Well, I just see the numbers jumping around. I think what we need to do is, um, uh, unfortunately, I think what we've got to do is the rest of the show, I'm going to have to connect to you via my phone from C Spire just because it's so reliable. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. If we can hang in for about four or five more minutes, we'll be into the Yeah, right. Be into it. All right. We'll we'll cross our fingers and hope. That's what we'll do. And in hour two, I'll just call in. I know that my phone from C Spire works and will not be jumping around. Unlike this internet connection over here from somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that'll be fine because then I can talk to Chase and talk a little baseball with him. Chase is doing some traveling himself, uh, but we'll we'll chat with him. He's seen Arkansas, who State's going to play three against. Uh, he's got Ole Miss at Auburn this weekend, and so we'll kind of preview that with him. Later on in hour two of the show coming up, to be Joe Moorhead, head football coach, Mississippi State. And uh, I don't want to put them through the, the hassle of me trying to ask a question and the, the signal completely goes out or something like that. And um yeah. Like it's trying to do again, and so we'll do a phone thing. Brandon, Brandon Walker, you got your eye on him. He's not back there unplugging and plugging. <laughs> yeah, back stepping on the cord. Get off the cord, Brandon. Hey, hey, what's this do? What's this do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had those. Yeah, um, so stuff just happens. That's all it is. And the good news yeah. is I'll have an extra day this weekend to figure it out and get it fixed. How about that? Yeah, uh, maybe maybe by uh, Sunday it'll rise again. <laughs> Yeah, it may rear its ugly head again, but um, maybe not. No, uh, I do want to um, uh, point you towards something. If you're just tuning in, yeah, everybody's tweeting me now. You know, so let's just do that. Let me tell you, Kelly. Hey, hey Matt, you're off the air. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I don't know. Kelly, uh, she tweeted me on there. I'm uh, Radio Wyatt, tweeted me and said, you're starting to sound like a transformer. Okay, that's a good one. James. Yeah, yeah Transformer Cylon. Yeah. At least other people can laugh about it, too. James just uh, tweeted me and said, Tough day. I think about to drop again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Does it sound like a Transformer right now? You oh, Well, you're, you're back now. Next time it happens, I'm going to go, I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> James tweeted me and goes, uh, he said, I didn't know you spoke another language. You're speaking in tongues. Tough day. But he says LOL, and he's still enjoying it. Uh, fine. Laugh at my expense. That's fine. Well, the spirit of something is falling on your router. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Pentecost or not. but <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Roger. Roger. I don't know. I don't know. I think, what the? I think the pigs, I think the uh, the. Uh, the League mm-hmm. of Demons may have been thrown into your modem over there. Legion. How about, yep, that's in, Legion. Ma- that's in Mark. Legion. That's in the Gospel of Mark. I think it's in Matthew 2, but in Mark, I think it's like chapter 6 maybe. 
Yeah, where yeah. Jesus went to the man who was possessed and said, who are you? And the demon said, call myself legion because we are so many. He's talking to one guy. That's what I need. Wow. I need an exorcism over here on the router. That's what that's what I need today. My takeaway from that story was everybody was more worried about all the pigs that that ran and jumped off of the, the cliff than they were the guy getting getting cured. <laughs> hey, what'd you do to my pig? <laughs> yeah, they all went and jumped in the in the uh, in the ocean, right? Isn't that what they did? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Right here. Something like that. Well. I don't know how to perform an exorcism on a router or on anything for that matter, Roger. So what I want to do is call you on my C Spire phone in just a bit. Thanks for hanging in there. Stick around. You're going to shoot it. Make it holy. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.